This is the Scary Movie Clubcast. Live from Eastern State Hospital, it's Scary Movie Clubcast. This is Nadine. This is Amanda. This is Mackenzie. And Megan. And tonight we watched The Grudge. We watched both the original and the remake, but we're going to rate the original. So I would give it like two out of five ghost cats. Uh, I'd go 2.5 ghost cats. Just because it's such a classic. I'm going to go 4.5 ghost cats. <laughs> we know what you like. I love the grudge. I love it. I also give it two ghost cats. Nice, nice. Uh, so today, for our special season finale, we came to a very exciting haunted location. It's a psychiatric hospital. Alright, so I have some history for us to kind of set the stage. So this is the first American psychiatric hospital, uh, like, in the whole United States. This was the first one. And it was founded in 1773, so literally before the country was even established. (laughs) Pretty cool. And it was, um, I just thought this was funny. It was on their website, and it said, to like their literal website, it said, with a well-intentioned emphasis on community-focused mental health care. And I just thought it was funny because I was like, intentioned. I was like, are you Not failing? executed. <laughs> like, we're just doing our best. But so it's 500 acres and consists of two patient care buildings, a staff of over 900 to mm-hmm. care for over 300 patients. So that's like a good that's ratio. The that modern good and ratio. the all including like that's everything that they own you're saying like that's all this land and this land behind us well and i think that there's like an annex type place that's not on these premises Mm -hmm. so i don't know if that's like Mm -hmm. all of it absolutely Mm -hmm. or which part it's referring to oh so one third of the patients here are jail transfers and that's like currently just fun to know interesting (laughs) so not only it's in a mental institution but plenty of these people are facing criminal charges or have Mm -hmm. already had them so it was open on october 12th 1773 francis i'm gonna say his name wrong for sure francis fakiri he was the royal governor of the colony of Virginia at the time, and on November 6, 1776, he gave this speech at the House of Burgess where he was like, It is expedient. I should also recommend to your consideration and humanity a poor, unhappy set of people who are deprived of their senses and wander Aww. about the country, terrifying the rest of their fellow creatures. <laughs> oh my gosh! It only gets worse. Oh, no. It gets worse? Um, a legal confinement and proper provision ought to be appointed for these miserable objects who <gasps> cannot object. help themselves. <laughs> every civilized oh, wow. country has every civilized country has a hospital for these people where they are confined, maintained, and attended by able physicians to endeavor to restore to them their lost reason. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I like that wording. (laughs) So that's what he said November 6, 1766, when they still hadn't done anything on April 11, 1767. This is what he said Mm -hmm. next. He was like, I am, as it were, compelled to the daily commission of an illegal act by confining without any authority a poor lunatic who, if set at liberty, would be mischievous to society, and I would choose to be bound by and observant of the laws of the country as I think 
think this is a point of some importance to the ease and comfort of the whole community as well as a point of charity to the unhappy objects the objects again Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i shall again recommend it to you at your next meeting when i hope after mature reflection find that to be so condescending um it will be found to be more worth of your attention than than it has been so essentially he really fought for there to be Mm -hmm. a hospital for these people which is good the way he did it a little sketch but you know 1770s weren't really known for human rights so Mm, that's true he ended up dying before it was built which was a little bit sad they didn't even name it after him no Mm, i don't like him <laughs> it sounds like other people didn't either. Which at, <laughs> yeah. at the time that he did this, in like, I mean, it wasn't even the U.S. yet. Like right, in yeah. these colonies, in this colony, <laughs> yeah. Instead of a person being like determined and diagnosed mentally ill by a doctor, instead they would be judged by twelve citizens, like uh-huh. a jury, oh. and they would either be found a criminal, a lunatic, or an idiot. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, that's how you do it. <laughs> Instead of a zodiac sign, it's criminal lunatic or idiot. But which are we? I'm an, I'm, it's like, I'm a criminal moon, a idiot sun, and a lunatic rising. So you're a Scorpio moon. Oh, I love Scorpio. <laughs> love of my life. Scorpio. Any Scorpios listening, hit me up. Oh, okay. <laughs> but then it was eventually open. In 1841, Dr. John Galt was appointed superintendent of the hospital with roughly 125 patients, then called inmates. Mm -hmm. Uh, At the time, uh, Dr. Galt introduced moral treatment practices, a school of thought which viewed those with mental illness as deserving of respect and dignity rather than punishment for their behavior. Galt Mm -hmm. provided his patients with talk therapy and occupational therapy and argued for in-house research. He decreased the use of physical restraints, even going an entire year without using them, relying instead on calming drugs, including laudanum, Mm -hmm. and also proposed deinstitutionalizing patients in favor of community-based care, though this proposal was repeatedly rejected. As the head of the hospital, Galt was successful in pressing for admission of enslaved people with mental illness and taught the enslaved people uh, owned by the hospital. That's what they said. Uh, That's not my word. I just want to be clear. Uh, how to provide talk therapy alongside nurses and aides. Oh, wow. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, he was a man, man. Although he claimed to treat his patients equally regardless of their race, Galt did not publish racial breakdowns of his patients. Hmm. Oh, yeah. How, so he brought them in in 1846. However, hmm. by 1869, racial segregation was reestablished with the creation of Central Lunatic Asylum, later Central State Hospital, which is now located near Petersburg, Virginia. Mm. So when the Civil War came, this stuff is about to get messed up, guys. It's crazy. It's about to get messed up. Yeah, it makes a real turn. Because, well, Dr. Galt was turning things around. Yeah, that's fair. He was doing his best. He was doing, he was a good. (laughs) So far, both men well-intentioned, one much more of a hot mess than the other. (laughs) Yeah, that first guy is, yikes. So when the Civil War came to Williamsburg, the hospital found itself alternately on the side of the lines. And on May 6th, 1862, Union troops captured the asylum. 
Two weeks later, on May 17th or 18th, Dr. Galt died of an overdose of laudanum. Not just treating the patients. (laughs) Though it is unclear whether this was intentioned, intentional, or accidental, when the hospital was captured, Union soldiers... So basically, like, they captured the hospital and then, like, two weeks later, he died. Possibly accidental, but maybe not so much. Mm -hmm. Dang. Okay, this part's the worst. When the hospital was captured, Union Union soldiers found that the 252 patients had been locked in without food or supplies by the fleeing white employees. Somerset Moore was the only non-African American employee to return following the capture, and he gave the keys to release the patients to the occupying men. Um, how long? I'm sorry, did you say how long they were locked in there for? No, it doesn't say, like, when he returned, which also, I don't know, like... How long they went without food or anything? Because I mean, just because they were locked in, I mean, you can't feed them. Yeah, it doesn't mean that you can't necessarily get to them. So I don't know. But also, they're like an army, so I don't know how pressed they are about helping them. I would Mm -hmm. assume not very. In the following decades, the increasingly crowded hospital saw a regression in methodology as science was increasingly viewed as an ineffective means of dealing with mental illness. Dirty lies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> During this era of custodial care, the goal became not to cure the patients, but to provide a comfortable environment for them separate from society. 1885, the original 1773 hospital burned to the ground due to a fire, which, which also I thought was really interesting that out of 402 people who were there, only two lives were lost in the fire. Wow. So not too bad. And then it wasn't rebuilt until 1985. The fire was caused by newly added electrical wiring. So like they had just gotten lights, and then the lights betrayed mm. them. Some electrician did a bad job. In Oh gosh, I thought this was crazy. In 1935, there were 2,000 patients here. Guess how many people were staffed? Like maybe 100. 100. 185, Oof. but still. Like, For 1,000 patients? A mess. 2,000. Oh, I'm sorry. 2,000 patients. That was still this old building? Or was that was there anything over here? Were there additional buildings other than this one behind us? In 1935, um, just that building. Really <gasps> sure. Yeah. But, I don't, no but that's not like the only building. Oh, oh okay. I don't think. There's like stuff behind it, I think. We haven't walked around yet, right, so it's like right. hard for me to know. I just, I'm just going based off pictures I imagine 2,000 people being in that building. Well, also, though, there was for sure a different building for, like, the women and the men. They were segregated. Mm -hmm. So there's there's more. We just haven't walked around yet. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, thought this was interesting. So, take us back to the beginning. Um, originally, there wasn't going to be like an on staff doctor. They were going to have visiting physicians. Mm-hmm. The first visiting physician was Dr. John. Oh, man, these people be having hard names. Mm-hmm. John D. Sequeria. I'm saying it so wrong, but who knows how to say it. So, okay. what can He's you do? Dead. I mean, he he, this, this is like how the person had it written, and I was like, man, I have to just say it how they wrote it because it's too funny. Um, a learn, a learned Portuguese Jew. Okay. Was, okay. It's a little condescending. Okay. Well, a little anti-Semitic. Yeah. Like what? Oh man was contracted by the hospital in 1773 as its first visiting physician. Um, his ship was captured by pirates, and his medical diploma was destroyed oh, no. as he traveled to the New World. No. Man, they had no backups for those in those times. No, they didn't. Isn't that crazy? But they, they let him oh, practice yeah. when they got here. They, like, they were like, we've been waiting for you a long time. Right. It's fine. So. <laughs> 
pirates, man. You know how they be. Hey, yeah. you know, we all been there. <laughs> like, we get it, pirates. Mm-hmm. Yep. And just as, like, a little fun fact, he also introduced the custom of eating tomatoes in Virginia. What? Amanda's like, hate him. No, I love it. I love, I love that. tomatoes. Wow. What a guy. <laughs> um, That's weird. Like, yeah, no one's eating tomatoes out here. Have you tried a tomato? That's I mean, <laughs> prepare me to blow your mind and then fix it for you. Oh, I just thought this was interesting. On So, like, again, on their website, they had some of these pictures where they, like, said things about it. And one of them was, like, some graffiti that was of an attendant who worked there. Mm. And it said, life was quite difficult for attendants who could not be hired in sufficient numbers despite the offer of on-grounds housing and cafeteria privileges. Many were required to live on the same wards as patients at the downs. Um, downtown site turnover rates were high about 50 percent wow okay so apparently there's a fountain but i don't know where it is we'll have to go exploring for it yeah hopefully we'll find it put that on our scavenger hunt list yeah but the fountain central court um and one of the arcades as they appeared in the 1950s that was like the picture they showed it was really cute said um the ancient hospital's fountain was the focal point of an imaginary um dividing line which separated the male and female sides of the hospital continued this practice of like separating genders patients were forbidden to converse with the opposite sex and were and punished immediately by restriction to the locked wards the central court was the scene of attempts to socialize as patients men on one side and women on the other called out to each other while trying to avoid um observation oh my goodness contact was allowed in the library and the weekly evening dance the dance continues to this day on uh-huh. wednesday on wednesdays monthly adorbs oh. i know i was like what i remember that scene in nurse ratchet that dance did not go well oh my gosh and there was this building called the thermon building in the attic of it Thousands of pigeons would end up trapped in the attic of it, oh, no. and the employees would eat them. Because <gasps> eating pigeon wasn't that weird then. Oh, I guess that my brain immediately went to someone like snapping its neck with their teeth, like all ravenous. But I guess if you just were to capture like Ozzy Osbourne style, then it's basically yeah. like eating a chicken. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's just just weird does. So the guy who's the director of it now is Frank Gallagher. He said it was kind of a sleepy hospital in 2010 with maybe some 90 admissions. As of 2018, we had almost 1,200 admissions. Whoa. Does he explain the jump? Mm-mm. Oh, wow. People just weird. be... Probably, well, probably the jump is that some other place closed. Oh, and then yeah. That would be my guess uh, yeah, that for that big sense. of a jump. Yeah, yeah um, it's large. Yeah, or that they, like, opened a new wing or something like that would be my guess. Uh, patient deaths at the hospital have also been on the rise. In 2017, yeah. there were 11. Mm-hmm. In 2018, there were 14. So not that bad, yeah. like, of a rise. Considering the jump in the amount of patients they got in 18 to only increase by three additional deaths, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he said, at times it's been more issues like pneumonia. There have been folks that have been undertreated, and we've had folks that, due to complications with diabetes, have led to further complications. Mm. So, diabetes. dying of pneumonia must be the worst, though. Mm. 
Oh, man. I saw this thing, which also when I was researching, there's, like, this library that has, like, all the stuff. Because after, like, 125 years of you being dead, all your medical records are, like, public record. Mm. People can go through them. And uh, you can, like, put in a research thing and then, like, look through all of it for this. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that would be so much fun. (laughs) Just be digging through all of it. But I saw that at one point the name of the place was the public hospital for persons of insane and disordered minds. And I was like, guys, my mind is just disordered. Okay, <laughs> yeah, fine. But yeah, so that is pretty much what I have for the history. And now we're going to take it over to Amanda, who is going to fill us in on some of the cool, spooky ghost stories. So one of the prominent ghosts I've seen is of a doctor. Can you guess which doctor it is? Galt. Yeah. Avi. Avi. Yeah, so he was not a fan of the cruel and unhumane testing that had been happening before. And so, as Nadine said, he really turned things around. He was a superintendent of the hospital for 21 years. What I read is that he, it was believed that he killed himself because he was, like, really upset about what was happening to the hospital because of the Civil War and, like, which was really passionate about the patients. There are reports of him being, like, really depressed after. So now people say they see him like roaming the halls of the hospital. Amy Billings, an employee uh, working at the rebuilt public hospital, said tourists complain of sudden gusts of wind sweeping through the halls. What's even more strange is sometimes when we arrive in the morning, the bed in the exhibition rooms look like they've been slept in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cindy Franklin, another Colonial Williamsburg employee, also experienced strange occurrences in the asylum. At times, items in the hospital seem to disappear. No matter how long we search, we can never find them. The weird thing about this is later the same day, they magically reappear. Sometimes I think sometimes I think our ghost is a practical joker. Maybe he's bored and needs to get in a little mischief. And that's like, her play quote. with me. <laughs> he's like, mm-hmm. come on, like I'm bored. And so it's just a little bit of what people experience in the hospital. But Dr... Galt. It is said that like after he overdosed, he had a major uh, brain bleed in the f- and it was all over the floor in his home. And then the next family to live there, I guess it was like the next superintendent of the hospital or something, they couldn't get the stains out of the floor, so they replaced the floorboards completely, only for the stains to return. Uh-huh. And the children of the house to report seeing a man in the same room at night. No. Oh. And then there's the uh, haunting both. He's like, gotta have that home work life balance. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then there's the ghost assassin, another ghost that's been seen by William and Mary students back in 2003, is believed to be a ghost of the former silent patient who who escaped into the hedge maze of the governor's palace with the intent of killing the governor. The students were enacting a school tradition when they climbed the palace wall into the hedge maze where they saw a pair of white feet creeping up on them. Ooh, wow. So this guy was not successful in killing the governor. No. Right? Yeah, but those are the main ghost things. Very nice, very creepy. I know. Unfortunately, they did tear down Dr. Galt's house. And for that family oh, lived there right after he did. Yeah, they were like, mm-mm, not dealing with this haunted house no more. All right, well, we're going to go explore the grounds and <laughs> try to pick up. All right, guys, so we just walked around the property, and hypothetically, we went inside, you know, allegedly. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that now. <laughs> if we had gone inside, what, we, what would we have seen, Nadine? So if much graffiti, like more than you can imagine. Heaps of trash. Oh, so much trash. I think- 
Well, I know what you're just, yeah, talking, but I think it was just so weird because hypothetically, like, there's just tons of manuals and files and things. I mean, we can only imagine, you know. Good old fire safety manuals. That's Mm -hmm. why this place definitely didn't burn down. (laughs) And why it won't burn down in the future. Yeah, yeah. Still protecting the place. Only one corpse. (laughs) (laughs) Snowman. No. There was a literal file of someone who had been there. And there were a ton of files, but most of those were, like, school stuff. Mm. But there was one that was definitely, like, about the person and, like, their behavioral issues and them being released and stuff. It was mm-hmm. 11, an 11-year-old, so yeah. definitely a wide range of patients. I know. I just felt like the size was so weird. Like, the outside looks kind of small, and then the inside looks kind of big, and then it also feels small, and then it's just... Yeah. Like oh. weird proportions. Tell them about the feeling you had at one point, Mackenzie. Mm. I'm, like, really sensitive to ghosts. So we'll see how it, like tonight even goes, but I was fine, fine, just like a normal kind of spooked of like, oh, it's so creepy adrenaline. But when we went in like on the second floor into that first big room, I like something was in there. I don't know. It was really, I just all of a sudden it was like, I felt very like weighed down and like my chest was heavy and I felt like someone was looking from across the room, like kind of hiding behind mm-hmm. chairs, kind of a feeling like watching mm-hmm. and just like not menacing but very confused like I think it was like a they were just sort of like what's what are you doing like why are you here kind of a feeling and I just like could instantly feel like I don't know I was like I just I don't want to like be the one like I I need other people around yeah I don't know it was just and that was like really one of the only times I felt it a little bit other times but like there was another point we went where I'm like oh something's definitely following us around but I don't know it was just like more of a confused spirit I think not really a wasn't menacing wasn't upset just sort of like hmm there's definitely things in there for sure and just a creepy vibe in general where it's like so many hallways and like dark passages where you're just like like (laughs) just something looking at me from down there so like half open doors and like yes. half open upturned chairs yeah look like a video mm-hmm. game yeah yeah not hard to get into i made it look so much harder than it was it was not bad it was crazy easy to hypothetically Definitely. possibly maybe go yeah into. for someone who would we are law-abiding citizens and yes. would never trespass mm. but if we hypothetically did it would be there, pretty yeah. cool there may or may not be a broken window with a bucket in front of it yeah definitely we can say that tons of people do go in there yeah we're not above peeking <laughs> just peeking around it took me so long to like process that i was like what did she say what does she mean <laughs> did you have any any kind of special experience Megan? no i mean i don't really believe in ghosts so mm. didn't get any like uh creepy vibes i hypothetically thought it was interesting walking around you know if yeah. that was something we were able to do it would be a very interesting experience mm-hmm. had we been uh, able to do it yes yeah. to walk nice, around all the glass <laughs> yeah a big empty abandoned psychiatric ward the first one in the whole country Definitely a, a trash dumping ground, though. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, for a surprising amount of uh, decorations. That's what I think that's the thing that surprised me the most. I was like, what are all these decorations? Like, all Which the also, Christmas well, yeah, because yeah. I was also like, is it Halloween? Is it Christmas? What's up? Uh, yeah. yeah. Are you like me and they're interchangeable? <laughs> the Scrooge tombstone. Yeah. I know. That's weird. Putting on a play. So I'm like, did someone haul this in through the window? Like, what happened? What went on? Maybe. <laughs> It's a hospital. I don't know. It's weird. But it was good. But so hopefully you guys enjoyed the spooky stroll with us. Little spook squad action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Scary Movie Clubcast and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. 
See you next movie night, and don't forget, there are 146 days till Halloween. Bye. Bye. And tonight, we watched The Grudge. We actually watched both, the original and the remake. Uh, we don't know what we're ranking it. Yeah. <laughs> what is like wrong with us? Well, why we're don't you say things? We're already talking. But interrupt, because what does it matter? Cat Let's ghost. read it out of ghost cats. <laughs> and I'm actually going to start us off with some history. I cannot hold this the whole time. I don't know why I'm doing it or why I'm asking you to fix me holding it. <laughs> Just hold it in your mouth. <laughs> Are you going to hold it the whole time? Yeah, who else is going to hold it the whole time? Can't we just set it down? <laughs> Also, should we have done a test to make sure that we can, like, hear them and stuff? Oh, my gosh. I think you can. It's, I mean, we can talk a little louder if you need us to. Well, I have no idea. I haven't heard it. <laughs> I've heard it. <laughs> you might be a perfect. Okay, stop it.